0: Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Areta. I am so very excited for today's episode. I have my very first guest. She is joining us all the way from Ontario, Canada, and she is Anjali B. Arnold. She's here to help discuss soul twins, twin flames, and soulmates the differences between them, and a whole host of other um, subjects around that that we're going to go over in this almost two-hour episode. So I know if you've been used to to the Infinite Dance up until now, the episodes have all been a lot shorter. But this is quite a loaded subject, and I think it's one that – A lot of people have a lot of questions about or have been a little misguided about and the expectations around that. So I'd like to let you know a little bit more about Anjali before we get into our interview. Anjali is the founder and creative force of Quintessence Studio, and she's the creator of the Akashic Healing Modality Soul Tree, which if any of you have had a private reading with me, this is the modality I use. She's also the um, Neurosound Akashic Audio Healing founder. So she founded that Neurosound and she has studied with the world's best um, as far as the mind-body healing areas. She has earned advanced honors in physics and mathematics, as well as music and education. She's a member of the Creative Coaching Association. And she's an international creative growth practitioner, and she's also a registered healer with the International Natural Healers Association. Okay, it keeps going. (laughs) Anjali is also a published author and accomplished musical artist. Born in Akashic Intuitive, she is a gifted teacher. She's my teacher. And exhibits the real world example of how to live from higher self and soul first and foremost so you can express yourself from a place of inner independence and personal power. She has successfully built her work and business having learned how to escape the suffocating clutch of perceived obstacles, resistance, and that held her back for decades. She is a guidance consultant for inspired alignment using the wider perspective of Akashic truth and self-knowledge. I'm quoting, I know from experience what it takes to be a passionate and equanimous master in any avenue of life, enthusiasm, excellent training, diligence, and high-powered intention, and most of all, knowing yourself. I can help you do the same no matter where you live. We start where you are. End quote. I will have more information about how you can reach out to Anjali if you would like to um, talk to her more or find out more about her services. And I often refer my clients to her to um, get Neurosound. So you know I've talked a lot about that music on the Hertz scale, listening to it on headphones so she can create your very own piece for whatever you're going through. And because we have the same modality, you know, you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm working on chakra number two, working with um, a soulmate. (laughs) So um, she can really kind of get into that. So without any further ado, um, I'd like to introduce to you my teacher and my good friend, Anjali B. Arnold.
1: ...level. We're all connected. We're all connected. So it seems to me that Perhaps these words and these terms, soulmate, twin flame, twin soul, all of these ideas uh, have come into our vernacular now because people are looking for ways to explain or recognize or honor some relationship with seems to leave our normal earthly plane of existence and that to me makes perfect sense because people thing that you know people would have a special a special experience or hold a special memory that they're never going to be able to talk about with another person because it was so unique or so inexplicable we're all seeming to have more and more of these experiences uh, in our daily life. And I know you are, I know I am, always looking for the right kind of person to be able to share and talk about just these kinds of things with. And I think we have so many people uh, who are having interesting experiences that they would like to know more about. Uh, You know, what is the basis behind it? Uh, am, I, am I crazy or did I really experience what I thought I did? And the reality is, is yes, <laughs> we're all around to be able to talk about it. There are more and more of us that are having these experiences and wanting to talk about the idea of soulmates, wanting to talk about um, the confusion, just so much confusion that can come with the idea of what even a twin flame is. So let's go right into it. Sure, and I think that's all great. And just so you know, there was able to say, yes, this feels relevant to me, or this relates to a unique experience that I have had that I haven't been able to uh, wrap my head around or be able to talk about openly with anyone else. So hopefully we can answer some of these concerns and questions for for listeners today. Uh, In the Akashic paradigm, the concept of a soulmate is not romanticized. In everyday world and society, when you hear the term soulmate, you think of, or we've been taught to think of, the otherworldly romantic relationship that is incomparable and indescribable. And in the Akashic paradigm, any two souls, any two souls, that have chosen to engage in a growth process especially through something tough especially a karmic test um, that could be repetitive over the course of one lifetime or over the longer arcs arc of the soul's journey it seems in this paradigm that soulmate refers to any two souls that have agreed that they are bonded to each other they care about each other And that they love each other at a spiritual level, regardless of how the incarnation appears, regardless of the circumstances that are uh, driving the events of that particular incarnation. In that way, it is the human being that is the incarnation of your soul's soulmate that's probably going to be there for you during the hardest times, at times where validation is is required, where understanding is required, or where a new awareness needs to be brought to yourself. In all likelihood, it'll end up being the soulmate that will end up telling you your hardest truth to have to face the hardest part of your lesson. So in that way, it may feel like It's your soulmate that could be the one that's going to kick your ass to the curb when you have been not stepping up. It could end up being the soulmate that helps you resolve something in a karmic imbalance. And in that way, it leaves this romantic notion completely aside because a soulmate could show up early in your childhood and be there with you throughout a length of a rocky childhood and then not be present in the remainder of your adult life. It could be that your soulmate turns up at a particular turning point to help you vector shift and help create and bring balance where there was karmic imbalance. Then there is the time where the soulmate may just be in your life to experience as a sibling, as a close friend, as a romantic partner, or a marriage partner. And again, who's to say how long, time-wise, that lasts for a short period of time. It could be throughout a whole lifetime. So in that way, I'm wondering if expanding our understanding to see that a soulmate can be any and all of these things doesn't necessarily mean that it's all going to be pink roses and rainbows. If you're looking at it from a romantic perspective, it's pretty rare. And that's actually not what it is at all. So Right. So I would like to invite you to think about soulmates as probably being from the same soul group, likely having a spiritual relationship already in place. Either that was put into place in spirit realm and has nothing to do with incarnations, or it could be formed At earthly level, between two souls that may have never incarnated before, but start to request and have repeated incarnations so that they may grow together. So in this way, the spiritual bond can also be formed at earthly level and doesn't only have to pre-exist an earth incarnation. So... And Good I think news. that's really
0: important. Yeah. Cause so many of us experience the non, you know, pink roses and rainbows mm-hmm. aspect. And it's like, okay, where do I go from here? You know, uh, am I, am I doomed
1: yeah. to, now why is it not feeling <laughs> right? Why is it right? Why is it not feeling how I want it to feel? <laughs> right. Um, so in that way, in that way, the same way that any two souls could be strangers, could be During what? An earth incarnation, they may meet in the earth incarnation, could be strangers to each other at spiritual level, but they may meet on the earth plane. And let's say life situation unfolds, that they decide that this is someone not only do I feel that I want to get to know better, but at a spiritual level, the souls may also decide if this is our first incarnation together. I'd like to request that it not be our last. I'd like to be able to go forward with this particular soul to go through my growth experiences and for me to be there for that soul's growth experiences going forward. So that's the good news that I really would want to be able to convey for reconsidering what a soulmate truly is. They're not two souls bound by any contract or binding that forces them to have to be together. I'd like to believe, and we always adhere to the free will principle of the universe, that any soul has the right to choose who it wants to go forward with and what lessons can it learn and grow from with that other soul. So, I just feel that's the best news ever that any person you meet now has the potential to be a soulmate, whether you already had a pre-existing spiritual relationship that you feel or sense or recognize, or whether it's somebody that's completely new for your soul's experience. You have that choice to do everything in your earthly life, to start building the right foundation the best foundation for a soulmate relationship so it's not just earthly it's also spiritual it will have a long-term spiritual benefit and effect
0: which is wonderful right to again have that opportunity to expand always expand Always. always and do you think this is something that has Um, come up in recent times more, the the knowledge or wanting or um, space for it?
1: I feel so. I feel so. And certainly how we put words to it, how we choose to express it, um, the way that we're expressing the terminologies, the descriptions, um, the idyllic views of the roses and rainbows definitely seems more recent to uh, art and literature from earlier in our modern civilization I think there are scenes and signals everywhere Mm. that that kind of spiritual bond that has the potential to override traditional earthly expectations seems to be the stuff of all of our art all of our stories all of our mythology so if you really go back and think about it you can really really see that this is an integral integral part of who we've always been right right think of think of the best sonnets written by shakespeare by Elizabeth Browning. Think of her husband, Robert Browning, and the relationship that they had. Very it definitely true. could be seen as something more than, more than your standard earthly relationship. Right. Um, think of how you feel personally about a certain someone in your own life. And you know. It's not standard. It's not standard. There's something more going on here. Uh, You might even feel the pull. You might even feel the pull to start investigating the idea of soulmates or twin flames or twin souls, soul twins, if you will, Um, because you're recognizing that you've come across something in your life that can't be explained by ordinary surface, shallow, what you see on afternoon TV, that kind of thing. No, there's something something else going on here. So that's hopefully what our conversation today is going to help people understand that we are capable of experiencing indescribable things and it's not just the stuff of elementary school, junior high, and high school relationships. It's not just your standard soap opera. It's not just, you know, these kinds of regular uh, interactions that that cause conflict. That we could be talking about here could be talking about something that impacts something much more than your earthly human aspect of experience
0: very true it's Mm -hmm. and it's so profound um and when you do experience that it it can be all consuming so i think having a more uh, expansive limitless attitude or interaction with it all um helps of course it's hard to get there at first you're just in it you know so um i think sometimes it can be okay the navigation part right of and of Mm -hmm. what's happening here and how am i going to navigate through and then going okay how can it be Mm -hmm. uh expansive or or not just stuck in this little it has to look like this be like this inner inner you know play out like this Right. So. I
1: think the first um, the first challenge. I think the first challenge um, in filtering down from this um, romanticized, overly romanticized set of views about soulmates, twin flames, soul twins, anything like that. Um, if you can start to tell the difference between what of the soul and spirit is detecting as coming from earthly personality and earthly ego versus what is a deeper a deeper struggle that leaves surface conditions and earthly tendencies aside so i would almost say if you could tell the difference between the all-consuming feeling of infatuation Hmm versus something else that's got you something else that for whatever reason it's got you Mm -hmm. at a a deeper level Um, to be able to first create um, a distinction there is definitely going to be the bigger help the bigger help Uh, most people end up finding out oh person a was my soulmate but now we you know but then i found out we weren't or I've located this individual. I'm wondering if they're my twin flame, and then you get all excited about it, and the ego, the ego ramps up with mm-hmm. the ideas of what it could mean, and then of course you find out no, that person wasn't my twin flame. So we're also going we're also going to be able to talk more about. First of all, you get consumed,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so it's because of that consuming. That it makes it even more difficult to be able to actually know. So forget about navigating. (laughs) (laughs) That's your first indicator. That's your first indicator that it's likely something idealistic, it's something illusory, and you're being tempted. You're being tempted to investigate this relationship direction. It doesn't necessarily mean that the other individual is a soulmate, a twin flame, or any of that kind of spiritual relationship. They may just be coming to you because this is part of your growth and this is part of your earthly learning lesson to be able to tell the difference. So part of it is, the, the whole part of it becomes its own Akashic lesson. You see? So now it's almost like I need to learn how to make a distinction in the Akashic lesson while I'm also in the Akashic lesson. <laughs> so that's where it can get very, very complicated. And for one person to try to assess this solely by themselves, for themselves, um, can end up having more difficulties than trying to resolve, being able to resolve. Um, Because you can talk yourself in all kinds of circles. Your ego has that capability to locate all aspects of truth that fit the model that it has created. Right. So you you see how it can be very, very difficult to navigate this?
0: Oh, definitely. And you know that. And I know that. And I know I ran to you with my own help. <laughs> yep. I can't navigate this myself. I know it. And what's happening and <laughs> with my brain too. And, yep. and, and ego getting caught and, up, you know, right. But then not knowing I didn't want to get super caught up in ego too. Okay. How can I make this? So it's, I can stand back and observe.
1: Exactly. Which is so tough. And I think, I think there's no, no more difficult a situation where um, a person ends up realizing that they can't sort this out for themselves because they have too much invested. They already have too much invested via their own desires, wants, needs, struggles, and Akashic lessons. That even the idea of a twin flame Usually ends up putting somebody over their own edge because um, because of the challenges that it can present because of the challenges it can present. So you know, where soulmates soulmates come for your best reasons. They come to help you to help you grow in a way that you might not uh, be ready to take the bull by the horns on your own. So thank goodness for that. Now. What a twin flame is, is this is something that is already pre-established. So it's not so much something where we as as spiritual human beings having these experiences just get to pick and choose. This is not a matter of choice. This is a, a twin flame concept stems from prior to your earthly incarnation, And it is a spiritual concept that if you look at it, it's going to influence all of your earthly incarnations because it is already in place in existence at spiritual level so that anything of your incarnation is going to descend from that place of truth, from that place of spiritual truth. So what a twin flame is, is it's almost like having an aspect of your soul's being that is given to an incarnation where one side of the coin, literally one side of the coin of your soul, shows representation through an earthly incarnation. Then the flip side of that same soul's coin gets to come through in a second incarnation, a different physical human body, the same higher self, if you will. So in that way, they could have access to the spiritual realm via the same pathway upward. But as they drop down, imagine dropping down from the top of the tree and breaking off into two branches that join at the top of that tree. So each of those branches is the flip side of the same coin. Now, what that means in terms of incarnation is to be able to see one coin in two halves, we automatically follow a fundamental law of the universe, which is the law of duality. It is exactly the first major law of all of the laws of the universe. And we have a lot of subsidiary laws that stem from the law of duality, like the law of gender and uh, some other ones like that, Um, but it still amounts to the same uh, initial topic of duality. So when you're looking at how each of those branches descends, they're going to pick dual opposite aspects in terms of how they will incarnate. So now you can see that typically in a twin flame situation one will incarnate as female, the other will incarnate as male. This also opens up to the possibility that one incarnation may choose to be oriented to light and the other one may also make its choice to incarnate um, with affiliation to darkness. So In that way, yes. So in that way, if you look at the soul signatures from an Akashic paradigm, if you look at the soul signatures of two people, so this is where if you can't navigate this yourself and you decide to seek out an Akashic practitioner to help you understand and figure out what's going on, the Akashic practitioners, such as myself, would open your Akashic record. They would open the Akashic record of the other individual that you are wondering, is this person my twin flame? And if so, help me. I would open both Akashic Records and I can see by their soul signatures if there is a similarity. If I see that similarity showing up, that I go and test and ascertain then I'll be able to tell you I'm seeing um, not an exact sameness, but I am definitely seeing a close similarity and certain of those dual aspects that I know what to ask for will show themselves and that way help assess. Are we definitely looking at a twin flame or could we we be looking at somebody who is a spiritual sibling to you in the spiritual realm? So (laughs) now you can see that Uh, Not everyone is going to incarnate with a twin flame. It doesn't always happen. Uh, If you do incarnate with a twin flame, you may not ever cross paths. In which case, how might you know? How would you know if you didn't come face to face with that individual and feel like you had an aha moment? Um, You may not even be aware. But an Akashic practitioner will be able to tell you there is a twin flame aspect of who you are they're on another continent, or they, you know, are not available to you uh, to cross paths. Uh, And it is not meant in this lifetime for twin flames to cross paths. Uh, But it doesn't change the fundamental nature of the soul's experience. And that those two incarnations, even separate, whatever they do, whatever their experiences are, are going to make a difference to each other at one level or another. You may not see it at the earthly level, but, and if you never cross paths, you won't see it at an earthly level, but your higher self, your higher self will have the benefit of, again, both of those aspects of what one aspect that could be aligned to darkness versus the other aspect that could have an alignment to light. Those will come together and form, form a more balanced, a more balanced, um, Overall understanding of what that incarnation was about when two people come together and let 's say they are wondering, "Are we twin flames of each other uh, and i've had this i 've had this with clients. Um, I have been able to see that yes, there is a similarity there is a similarity in the soul signature. I was able to rule out that they are not siblings at a higher spiritual level or a close spiritual relationship. Um, in upper dimensions, but yes, they are showing as incarnation related, incarnation related as twin flames. Um, I have seen male and female. I have seen female and female, but less. It's not, it's not as common. With twin flames. I have flames. seen, right. Uh, yeah. That only happening now, more recently, because now who we are as humanity, as our planet is ascending, is now becoming much more open to the fact that gender no longer remains a straight polarized female or straight polarized male. Earth's humanity now is finally opening up to what the ancient Vedic's knew 5,000 years ago, that gender itself, while it has dual elements of male and female, is the whole spectrum. So incarnation, we're starting to see people aware that they are neither polarized to male nor female. We're starting to see more of incarnations that uh, part of part of our growth as a race and as a species is starting to invite a little bit more in the gray areas, much more in the gray areas of how two people come together in relationship where it's not black versus white in terms of that kind of duality and that kind of gender. so. I also can say that I have seen that more recently there are twin flames and they don't necessarily appear now as pure male versus pure female. And so now you can see that the interrelationship between two twin flames that could cross paths in an earthly lifetime, there's there's nothing now to state that it's going to be a romantic relationship. It's going to come together for the purpose of marriage or, or, or something like that. So now you can see that it's one soul getting to recognize how to deal with its shadow aspect or how to deal with aspects of itself that it hasn't created harmony with yet, that it hasn't been able to integrate with yet. So if those twin flames are getting to cross paths and they are showing the flip sides of the same coin, then what's the likelihood for harmony? Probably not that much. (laughs) Definitely not, not at first. And the reason that we're given the opportunity to come together with the mirror aspect of ourself is so that we can hopefully integrate all the things that we want to say, that isn't me. I'm this way, that twin flame the other. I need to change that twin flame to be more like I am. We'll be missing a point. I think coming face to face with a mirror reflected aspect in terms of a flip side is really to be able to see that we are the whole totality, whether we choose it or whether we reject it. So there you can see the twin flame aspect. Again, it's not rainbows and roses. It's not to be romanticized. It mustn't be romanticized. Well, because, exactly.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was getting that in group um classes i would do or chakra clearings where i would get very clear messages from the higher realm when dealing with chakra too especially we've been kind of duped we can't keep continuing to look for the oh rainbows you know big Mm -hmm. relationship to only come from that or that's the end-all be-all that's an aspect right and that the heart and the mind are going to be the ones that are coming together to work in the spirit, to work all these aspects out. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Um, It's like asking yourself the question, what if you were to meet a version of yourself and you absolutely hated them? What would you do? (laughs) You know, what would you do? Right. I think that sparks a dark night of a soul for sure. (laughs) It sure can. It sure can. Because there's going to be something about, there's going to be something about, that other incarnation, that other human being who's, you know, probably also had a rotten childhood or, you know, maybe has had a certain kind of trauma that, that, you know, deep down inside, you know, all too well, all too well. And let's say you haven't reached a place of forgiveness to your family of origin or whoever was involved or whatever it is. And let's say that's something that you're really grappling with and you're seeing it You're seeing that same thing getting reflected through another human being. And all you want to do is be able to, you know, embrace them and unconditionally love them. But at the same time, um, you see the same things that you just can't stand. Oh my gosh. Right. So this is, this is the big deal. This is, I think the really the big deal about what it is. So if for any reason, 7 billion of us are here on planet earth to all present an aspect of the whole together. Oh my goodness. I think we're going to find ourselves in a great deal of trouble. The fact that there are 7 billion of us now on the planet, um, for sure, we're going to find inspiration in others whom we wish to emulate and become more like, to rise, you know, to rise, to meet that motivation and inspiration. But for sure, we're also going to see a whole heck of a lot that we would look at and say, no, I don't think I want to be your soulmate. I don't think, I don't think we're, we're going to be a good fit to be soulmates. Um, so now here, you don't even have a choice. If you do have a, a twin flame in incarnation, whether you cross paths with them or not, you yourself as an earthly being can't really do that much about it. <laughs> you can't really make a change to that, because it was instituted prior to your incarnation. It's been divinely mandated for your experience to come through in this lifetime. Under that condition, under that condition, however it's going to portray. Now, I'll give you an example of um, one client that I worked with. He came to me, And he told me that he was having multiple recurring dreams and had been throughout his entire lifetime, since childhood, of a sibling that he could recall, a sibling. And so we started doing the Akashic reading, we started doing the Akashic work in his family of origin to find out whether his mother had given birth to a sister, because he recognized it as being a female, and that the baby didn't live, and then perhaps the parents hadn't told him about it. But no, there was nothing along those lines that had come up. There was no, um, I think there were miscarriages, but nothing, nothing that showed up that way, that there was an intended other earthly sibling for him to be a big brother to. Um, and there was no soul, signer, soul signature, you know, in that, in that field of experience for that person. Okay, so the deeper we went, the deeper we went, Um, I made, I, you know, basically took an Akashic snapshot of his soul signature, put a search out, we literally put a search out over the planetary globe to locate another soul signature. Because he felt he was in either, you know, uh, through astral travel, or while he was sleeping, was coming through in his dreams uh, throughout his whole lifetime i
0: mean that's a long time to experience these dreams and these you know astral traveling
1: Since, since childhood right right and who's going to be able to answer these kinds of questions right it's like who can you who can you ask who can you you can even try to ask your parents and they'll say no we don't have no there wasn't another kid no you don't have a sister okay (laughs) so it still doesn't help it still wouldn't help you know someone in that situation so we did put a search out for another soul signature and of course we're looking at in the same temporal environment because twin flames if they're going to um be incarnate it's probably going to be in the same time frame in the same time period Could be in another place could be a different state a different continent who's to say so yes we did find one we did find one and it was located um, somewhere in the middle east somewhere in the middle east and i was able to get a date of birth and uh, you know pretty much hone in on a location so on and so forth and the soul signatures again um if you would try to picture uh, what I could refer to when I say soul signature is just picture a spirograph pattern. Just picture any spirograph pattern that you might remember, you know, drawing and making when you were a kid. And imagine recreating the same spirograph pattern, but it be the same shape and however many times your your pen had to go around until you got back to the beginning those things were all the same but it wasn't identical they weren't two overlay images that matched perfectly one would show up being in to scale scaled down exactly the same either to be smaller or scaled up to be bigger well in this case it was scaled down to be smaller so, what that his or hers, hers, okay, hers, hers was scaled down to be smaller. So I studied his and I and I assessed his spiritual vibration. We talked about what his earthly lifetime had, you know, give him in terms of quality of love, a healthier spiritual experience in an earthly life. Then we discovered that in doing the reading for the twin flame, a female, she was living in a nation that was under siege, full-time. So resources were limited. The sense of safety and security was always threatened. Then he started to talk to me about the different dreams and the different experiences that he had had. And didn't they match? Wow. Didn't they match the connection, the spiritual connection that was coming through in what he thought were dreams was actually a multi dimensional spiritual experience to his twin flame? Now it's interesting. This young man was definitely aligned to light, definitely saw the light aspects of earthly life but the twin flame was only presented with darkness so while her soul was still aligned to light it was showing a lot of darkness preoccupation and that was lowering that soul's spiritual vibration rate and that's why her soul signature came in smaller so interesting. So size, right? So the size actually made a clear statement as to how, that, how the twin flame portion of the soul was experiencing earthly life over in the Middle East. Much more suppression, much more oppression, much more anger, much more fear. All of those things that would take your spiritual vibration and squish it. Constant right? state of trauma, Constant. right?
0: You don't even have a chance to be in the PTSD mode because there's just so much trauma.
1: So, no, but, but when I talked to him, he was telling me about what he was feeling and what he was picking up. So you see, through the same higher self, through the same higher self, there's your bridge. There's your bridge connection a younger female in the Middle East was, you know, all of her earthly experience was going to higher self, you know, almost like reporting for duty, Mm -hmm. you know, as to what, what earthly experience is. And he's doing the same thing to the higher self, but then the bridge experience literally can go back and forth. So there's no reason, there's no reason to not imagine that a young girl in the middle east could be also having some kind of feeling that there's someone else there's someone else whose life is better and i was meant for a better life and why am i not experiencing it right one can absolutely stay open to this to this very very real possibility so So that's what I can definitely tell you about Twin Flames. So here's the thing about soulmate. Here's the thing about soulmates. Soulmates, you can make that decision for yourself. I wish for this person to be my soulmate. And if that other person is in agreement, then we've got two earthly human beings that can look at each other square and say, let's do everything. Let's do everything in our power. Let's make the right decisions and take the right actions that would align, would align with the highest good for both of us to have this experience to grow. Each how we need to grow for ourselves, but we get to do it together.
0: How wonderful.
1: Right. So that's the bliss about soulmate. There's no binding. There's no contract. There's no forcing that says you have to do this with me. Um, In fact, we've also seen um, (laughs) sort of like marriage counseling, wanting to get a divorce. I have actually worked with individuals that had, um, had a soulmate, but both souls had decided that for the good of the both of them, it was time for them to part ways, part ways from that, what used to be a shared agreement, now saying we'd like to be, we'd like to be free of what probably we had served before. Again, as an Akashic practitioner, um, it has to be for the highest good, for all concerned, and both souls need to be able to say, yes, this is what I want. And then you can also say through choice and through soul's choice, We can dissolve this awareness, this awareness and agreement of soulmate so that souls can feel freer to go their separate ways. Um, With twin flame, no, there's not so much that level of choice. So if he were to come to me, that client, and say, look, I'm having these dreams. And now you've discovered that I have this twin flame and she's going through these darker experiences and this is afflicting me. And I can't seem to, I I don't know what to do with it and I don't know how to navigate it. Can you just break it up? Can you break it apart? And let me have some peace and freedom from this. I would have to say, I'm afraid that the twin flame uh, incarnations is not something that could just, you can't undo it. You can undo it, but what we can do is educate. What we can do is educate the soul, educate the person as to what this means to be able to realize that there are excellent, excellent aspects for growth and spiritual development that serve, that serve you, that serve the other one, that will serve both. And if you knew that this could be something good would you want to, would you want to learn how to do that? And invariably the answer is yes. Sure. The answer is yes. Sure. Right.
0: Now with soulmate and twin flame, I mean, I almost got this image when I was hearing you talking about, you know, more free will with soulmate as opposed to with twin flame. It almost had this, like, it's closer to earth existence i don't i'm having a hard time articulating that but that's i just kind of kept seeing this like denser it had denser quality to it
1: yes and i think the level of choice the level of choice in terms of the seriousness (laughs) in terms of the seriousness can also vary um uh, we have seen soulmate situations where things have come down to matters of life and death wow and both and both have have adhered adhered in loyalty as soulmates, um, so free will also gets to run the same spectrum. You know, this can be over uh, incidental, incidental choices, but it can also come right down to literally matter—the matter of uh, one one person in the soulmate relationship perhaps getting killed in a car accident. And it's the other soulmate that chooses to raise their child. So do you see, you know, wow. the, the, the length and the strength of, of the spread of what we're called to for circumstances, situations, conditions, all of these things come down to um, sense of self, state of being. And then the third most important thing is the sense of loyalty. I find in our modern day human relationships, what we're all seeming to be tested for at our toughest tests comes down to what is the quality of kindness and unconditional love that can be bestowed? To what level will we adhere to the loyalty? Because sometimes you can stay so loyal that you'll cross a line to where it becomes damaging, right? Mm. So it comes down to these three these three main things. But, you know, every situation comes to us. We have the choice. So there's your choice with your soulmates to bestow unconditional love and kindness. How do you view your sense of self? You can choose that. You can choose to grow into a situation and become higher and better and rise above. And then, of course, there's this tests for loyalty. It's always about tests for loyalty. Loyalty to another, meaning another distinct human being, somebody other than yourself. But then there's also the loyalty to your own self. Then you can see it as The loyalty between your soul to itself and the loyalty of your soul to another soul. So now do you see? All of these things open up the higher dimensions and it all falls under the law of duality because where there is more, automatically suggests that there will be less on the other. Right. The moment you leave the realm of light, it means you're choosing, you're choosing something not light, <laughs> so that's going to be dark. So therein lies this entire sphere, this entire spectrum, where the length and the strengths can vary, can vary to those degrees. So definitely, it feels like there's more choice for sure with the free will, with a soulmate, I'm, I'm, yeah, with the soulmate. But then if you and there's no choice at spiritual level there, but where your free will under the laws of duality come into play now becomes about what am I going to do with it? If I don't have a choice and I can't change those aspects, I do have a choice in what I will do with it, how I choose to live with it, my sense of self and how I integrate with it. And so that's how it always ends up being. And, and I think that's twin flame situation. Right. Go ahead.
0: And I think that leads into, too, um, so what do you do? Uh, what When you are presented with, okay, now I, I'm, I know I have a choice. It's not coming maybe as I thought. And how do I interact with this? Um, because maybe at spiritual level, there's all this action still.
1: That's right. Right. That's right. So it seems like it seems like it seems like the tests are more severe. <laughs> Somehow the tests are much more severe when we get into the when we get into this idea of, of this twin flame. It's like you coming, coming face to face with a shadow part of yourself and okay, now it's time for all out war. Um, and you know, the same topic that we're gonna that we're going to address here applies as well to soul twins or twin souls or if we want to even go further and say there could be more than twins, it could be triplets, there could be quadruplets. You could get into these multiple incarnations. So um, maybe before we talk about how do you, how do you navigate this now? uh, Let's just talk quickly about what's the difference between a dual incarnation as a twin soul versus a twin flame. So as we learned A twin flame from an Akashic perspective, from the Akashic paradigm, shows up as having the same higher self, but incarnates as two distinct enough souls in two different human bodies where the law of gender applies itself accordingly so that it will represent the flip side of the same coin. So again, generally... One will be more masculine, the other will be more feminine, right? Okay. Right. And the gender of the soul at soul level. So not are we looking at a body that is more masculine in one and a female body. Soul gender. Soul gender, one of them will predominate. Predominate as taking the more masculine aspect for experience, and the other soul will choose the more female aspect. So that's how I can say there is now, even at a spiritual level, a distinction, a distinction between the two souls, and it shows up again through law of duality, specifically as law of gender preference. So a soul that is more aligned. To being more masculine in nature means the soul's approach and how it integrates into the human body is going to choose the more active principle, the more linear principle, um, and definitely um, something that something that may may go in the direction of power, right? So power. Okay. power and control, power and control. Whereas
0: I like f- how you put that in the direction of.
1: In the direction of. So power. that male, that male preference soul could be incarnate in the female body. Okay. <laughs> All right. right, so there's right. that. So you're looking at male versus female at physical, and now we're also looking male, masculine versus feminine at spiritual. A feminine predominant soul is going to show up as being nurturing a more nurturing spiritual nature um more divergent less linear and will probably be driven toward more things like yin the yin nature of the universe Um, the calmer maybe more still okay so Now you can see with the twin flames, that's what can happen. With soul twins, now here's the difference between soul twins. This is where all of my Akashic students tend to get hung up in figuring this out. But once we talk about it this way, everyone seems to get it. Everyone seems to get it. Soul twins, so in terms of multiple incarnations, I'm going to reduce it just down to two right now. Okay. Right? So... You have the same higher self again, and you're choosing to have higher self's representation in two human incarnations at the same time, but not necessarily at the same time. So, there's one difference between twin flames. Twin flames tend to incarnate usually at the same time frame, so that they're pulling in the global experience. Right. Uh, And it's going to be um, definitely be complementary. It'll definitely be uh, time-wise. It'll be time-wise in terms of the kinds of lessons and the kinds of experiences of conscious awareness um, that are going to match. They're going to match in time. Now, soul twins can incarnate at the same time. (laughs) They can also incarnate at all different times throughout our our worldly experience, our earth incarnation experience. But let's not go into that just yet. Let's stick with the idea so that we can compare the parallels between uh, twin flames and soul twins. Let's say we do have a dual incarnation. It's going to come through again at physical body level, male versus female, or mostly male versus mostly female, in terms of gender spectrum in the biology of who we are as human beings, but it's two parallel lines descending from the top of the higher self. So instead of tree branch that had joined at, at the upper level, these are two parallels that rise and meet to the upper level. So it's two parallels of exactly the same thing drawing down. So if the soul's preferred gender is more feminine, then both of those souls in incarnation will be the same, predominantly feminine. They will probably carry all of the same soul aspects into each incarnation, one being predominantly male, the other being predominantly female, so man and woman. But their soul natures, are going to be exactly the same. There's no flip side of the coin in the ah. soul nature. Okay? So, huh? what does that mean? What does that mean for me as an Akashic practitioner? So again, let's say you've gone out, you've crossed paths, for instance, with a human being, and let's say you ended up having some experience that felt like oh my God, I just met myself, except, you know, I'm a female and that, and the person I met is a man. (laughs) I actually just met, you know, somebody that's exactly me. They don't look the same as me, but they kind of do, or I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like I met myself. It's, It's like, we can finish each other's sentences and we had the same childhood and you know they grew up over here and i grew up over there and yet we, we you know we're still grappling with the same things and it's all of this kind of thing you know is this um a coincidence and it's like well we can find out so again you can go back to looking at the soul signatures and now what i would see with soul twins looking at the soul signatures is i would see let's say picture again uh, Or the other individual it'll show up exactly the same same shape same number of turns by the time you get back to the beginning and it will probably show up as very close to being the same size very very close to being the same size so they're literally having a
0: parallel experience at every aspect of their earth life whether in right. union or two not, two brains
1: are better. Two brains are better than one. Two okay. pathways of experience are better than one. We can gather. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. We can gather more than twice the information through two parallel experiences. If they're in the same time timeline and the same time zone, <laughs> we can gather that much more. So if akashic work, and akashic tests and akashic lessons. Sacred obligations and sacred contracts for the rest of the world and other souls of the planet need to take place quickly and get done. <laughs> this is one way that this can happen. So, unlike twin flames, which will spend more time fighting with themselves and with each other, right? And that's going to be the nature of their life experience. The soul twin life experience is we got a job to do let's get it done
0: okay so they kind of get to the point so
1: we we have to get to the point that's right (laughs) yes we must we must get to the point but all you know you end up going through the same things you end up going through the same things you know why are you being an asshole? Why are you being, you know, why are <laughs> you always being this way? Um, you know, this is, not, this is not how I want you to be. I, I need you to be more like me or, you know, whatever it is. And the whole point is, again, if we were so completely exactly the same, you know, trying to do exactly the same duplication of, of work or service, then, you know, in some ways there's, you, you want to be effective, but you don't want to be redundant. Right? (laughs) So so the whole point, yeah. So the whole point of the soul twin experience is to me, it's for the purpose of being effective without being redundant. Ah. So you can look at it this way if you end up coming into relationship and crossing paths, whether it's with your twin flame or with your soul twin, you're gonna find. The positives in your nature will amplify. And that's where your rainbows and roses get very exciting. But remember, those are going to multiply as well. What is? They're going to amplify as well. So now you can... Uh, your, your, any negative aspects in your personality, okay. whatever are your quirks or your idiosyncrasies or uh, perpetual difficulties, your struggles, whatever are your obstacles or your resistances, whatever you've rejected to your shadow, mm. know that those things also amplify. So not only does your, your power to be effective get to amplify, but now your obstacles within yourself. Again, the whole seems to always be greater than the sum of the parts. So um, right. <laughs> you don't have a choice. These tests are not easy. You don't have a choice in these things, and they're not easy. So already I can tell you, if, if the twin flame thing is hap- happening, or the duel is happening, and you are crossing, coming face to face, it's going to feel more like a battle than it's going to feel like uh, they can be in different time, even a different part of history. So be open. <laughs> at this point at this point just be open. You could meet your soul twin and decide, you know now what do we do? What do we do with life? You'll end up figuring out what, what the soul's purpose is and probably both will work. Both will work in their own unique way, will have a male a male approach, a female approach, a masculine approach, a feminine approach. All of those things will come together twice, you know, twice the amount of experience and input. Uh, whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And it'll h- hopefully be for whatever the soul's purpose deems is for the highest good for all concerned. It's usually for the planet. It's usually for humanity it's usually something that is much, much, much bigger than any one person is. Um, That's
0: important too, and getting away from ego again, (laughs) you know, not Mm -hmm. getting stuck in it, Mm -hmm. you know, when you start to look at that global and the collective and how, you know, it's really happening to all of us in some way, shape or form. In fact-
1: Well, just think if if they're in that, if, if the higher realm, if the higher realm is in that much of a hurry, that this job needs to be completed. This task needs to be solved. And now we're allowing you to come down in dual incarnation, knowing how difficult it's gonna be. Most of the time they don't recommend it unless it's absolutely necessary. Then if we're down here fighting and griping amongst ourselves about the quality of our relationship and where are my flowers and where's my chocolate, you know, where, where did the romance go? Then you might be missing, you might be missing a larger point. You might be getting too caught up in the, in the microscoping of your own human desires, which are perfectly natural. And yes, it still is something that has to be um, seen to and addressed. Um, How you interrelate with any human being has to be addressed But you don't want to miss the point either. You don't want to miss the point either. You
0: don't want to miss the point.
1: And, you know, with,
0: we don't all um, incarnate with a soul twin or a twin flame in a lifetime. No. But the intensity, so say you just come into a lifetime with a soulmate that you will interact with spiritually, physically, both, etc. The intensity is just the same as in the sense that that's all the soul knows in this lifetime. Correct.
1: So, uh, appropriate for where they are on their growth path. Absolutely necessary. So, another thing, another thing to help, help distinguish the difference between twin flames and soul twins or multiple incarnations that come down as parallels uh, as opposed to tree branches. Um, it has been said and it is taught globally, around the world, from multiple sources of, of Practitioning and Lineages for Learning that multiple incarnations only seem to come from soul archetypes and origins other than Earth. Mm, Okay. So here's, this is another interesting So galactic family? Galactic family, for instance. Okay. So you could be looking at um, you could be looking at Akashic paradigm teachings that stem from the Mayan lineage, that stem from the Maori lineage, that stem from the Vedic lineage, that stem from uh, Western alchemy. All of these different ones doesn't matter. They all under. That that multiple on multiple beta centauri um, any of these ones that have shown that they integrate well into the human form, especially the human form as it's known for this planet. these souls have had experience there is something different about the spiritual essence of who they are that is different, that allows them to be able to take on the multiple incarnation purpose necessity concept mandated by their home world, whatever it may be twin flames seems to be an earther thing So for the souls that have had their origin of incarnations be this planet, this earth, and they reincarnate or have had all of their incarnation experiences on this particular earth, they're the ones who tend to show up as twin flames. And that makes a lot of sense. As an Akashic practitioner, that's another way. That's just another way that I can help help anyone ascertain what kind of experience have they just come face to face with.
0: And twin flames, being that they're more of an earther thing, that soul um, coming together can create, like have children, whereas a soul twin combination doesn't, correct?
1: Previously, Previously, we had been taught in all of these ancient lineages, according to what we know, is true just through human biology is that it takes two distinct, two distinct ensouled human beings to bring forth a child in creation. It's it's a fundamental premise of human beings that have spiritual ensoulment. So spiritual beings having a human ensoulment in order for those beings to be co-creators in spirit, in the third dimension on planet Earth, it had, it had been previously taught and universally accepted that it takes two distinct souls to bring forth a new distinct soul, the soul of your child, the soul of your child. So now you can see soul twins have exactly the same soul. It is literally opening two taps from the same pot and filling two cups. (laughs) That's a good, (laughs) that's a good analogy. I like that one. Right. Two taps from the same pot, filling the same cup. They may come together as two distinct human beings, (laughs) hopefully man and woman, if you're trying to biologically create a child. Um, So we were always taught that no, even if they come together, even if they fall in love and get married, they'll probably already know that their purpose has something to do with a spiritual mandate, that soul's purpose. So <laughs> they, they took away the idea of well, we can't have you getting distracted having all these kids, and then you won't get to you won't get to the business at hand. So <laughs> what we need for you, we need for you to stay on task. So I mean I, I make myself laugh sometimes when I think about these ideas, but this is really this is really how I have come to assess what's what's taking place here. Um, but you know, it's so true. Because kids recently, are so di
0: you know, such a diversion <laughs> of your own stuff, right? And I mean, not having children but being around recently, my nephews and niece. Right. It's like you know those kids wake up they 're hungry,
1: you know, so then you 're just you 're not <laughs> meditating you 're getting food in those piles and right. you know <laughs> well, the kids themselves the kids the kids themselves become their own their own purpose don 't they and so totally. they, they can definitely be the sole par- the sole purpose for for, for their parents of, uh, of course, multiple incarnations remember that that it came from a higher mandate that it had to be it's something global or it 's something larger right. And, and then of course, you know, if you can't have the intermixing at spiritual level in order to be able to generate, again, a distinct soul, if that's not gonna be possible, then I guess that's not gonna be possible. Now, again, what we've seen recently, just like the differences across the gender spectrum, allowing for things that we didn't used to see before, we're starting to see now. I think what we're also starting to see now with soul twins is the possibility for pregnancy to take place oh wow so if male and female do come together and pregnancy does take place then i see it as being divinely mandated for that unique situation that there is something important out of that unique situation that it became possible even in the first place
0: and do you think that could be like multiple children from a soul um, a soul coming together or would that just be like a one-time thing between the I, two? I,
1: I, I'm going to totally stay open. I'm, I'm just going to totally stay open. So what I can see happening now, and you know this is, as I do, Carrie, because of your soul archetype, you know that all of the new folks that are coming into our life and world right now, they're all of these unique star seeds that are needed right here. On planet Earth right now, we're starting to see more Lyran souls incarnate than ever before. They and once they seeded, once they seeded, they were gone, didn't see them for you know millennia absolute millennia. Wow, and now they're starting to come back. We're seeing a lot of children that even if we need to have more of these special children necessary souls for Earth's ascension and for the survival of a light-based human race, then I truly believe the higher realm will give us whatever we need, that will allow whatever needs to take place. Because the realm of creation has that, they they are the infinite dancers, Carrie. They are the infinite dancers. So, whatever it is that we need to be able to do here on Earth to get the job done, everything's possible. In those dimensions, everything's possible. So, I just try to stay open, but sometimes it ma- I, I make myself laugh. I just absolutely make myself laugh because I'm starting to come up with ideas and reasons that um, maybe they only seem ridiculous to me, I don't know. But, um, well,
0: especially being in isolation,
1: you yeah, know, I have just, so and
0: in a meditation, you meditate like I do, you get all these things and then you astral and then you're by yourself, and you're like, Oh, well that just happened. <laughs> what what is how am I gonna maneuver with this set of information? Exactly. Yeah, and how am I going to integrate it into my life and or the lives of other people when I go to the grocery store. What's that kind of conversation going to look like now?
1: <laughs> you know, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And 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 I I think you know I've been doing that. I've been doing this work for so long. I've met so many fabulous, so many fabulous people with really really unique experiences unto themselves. Right. That simply cannot be compared with other human beings' experiences. So it's almost as though one has to leave. One has to leave an old way, an old way of thinking that until I see 1,000 of the same things I can't say that this is happening. I have not approached my Akashic work with those, with those, you know, uh, principles um, underlying. I do my best, my utmost to stay completely open to every unique individual's experience and chances are every client that comes to me, it's going to be something that I've never seen of or heard before. And nothing excites me more. <laughs> nothing excites me more because that has to dance in the infinite dance. And that's what, that's what doing this work feels like to me. Is right. I don't have to, I don't have to be the wallflower. Somebody came and asked me to dance. It's like, heck yeah.
0: Heck, heck. yeah. May I have heck this yeah. dance? Yeah. Well, and I think that's why I was so you know, um, becoming your student and hearing you talk about your process and uh, knowing how your process goes with clients, you know, that's what excites me too about my clients that come to me. And before I did Akashic work and I did more body work um, and other forms of energy work, nothing was ever the same. There was no like, okay, you know, the session's going to be just like this the whole time and expecting this or that. It was, Always like, well, what's happening there? You know, and how are we going to approach it? Um, so it was mm-hmm. always uh, a new and limitless um, h- how are we going to approach it? And I think that's a great way to be in life. of,
1: Yeah. And no don't you, find, are going to be don't the you same. find that's what makes, I'm sh- exactly. And don't you find that's what makes all of us so exciting? So exciting that we get to, we get to, in a different way, um, observe, observe and almost take notes, if you will, about how the planet is ascending and how people are undergoing the shifts that they're, that they're undergoing. And it's sort of like, to me, that is the largest miracle. And so even with the difficulties that are plaguing our planet right now, um, it's still very, very hard for me to just get pulled down into the quagmire of all of that because, because of all of these higher experiences and higher possibilities and knowing that, good gosh, we've, we've not even scratched the surface of what's possible. Exactly. you yeah. not even scratched the surface and, and hearing not you talk again, the surface. I'm getting
0: like this pressure again and you know where it's the pressure's coming up and it's gonna burst right it's not gonna keep mm-hmm. pushing because right now I feel like energetically it's just pushing still mm-hmm. yeah and uh, but we got our sea legs quote-unquote sea legs last year mm-hmm. for how okay. to start to start to maneuver with this all how mm-hmm. to dance with it, what moves to use
1: <laughs> well I think it's really it's really bringing the world about how do they want to engage in relationship. Obviously, the physical part has changed because of the pandemic right now, but we're all making uses of different forms of technology. But I can see that a lot of us too are also using this as a fabulous opportunity to ride the spiritual, to ride the spiritual waves of how we interrelate, engage and interact with each other. Um, again, we're being invited to rise up. And if we knew that we could, wouldn't we want to?
0: I would hope so. I would hope (laughs) a collective, a big collective, yes. I choose that.
1: (laughs) I choose that path. I choose that path. Exactly. And so, uh, so thank goodness. So thank, thank thank goodness for at least the technology that we do have as much as we complain about diligence and vigilance to continue to remind yourself that even this is just an illusion. Where's the real connection? Where's the real interconnectedness? Um, And I find that helps me rise above every time. Definitely.
0: And, uh, you know, doing the, the things that make you feel good, whether it's taking a walk or meditation or yoga or, okay. you know, drawing or painting or anything that gets you in it, to pierce yeah. that illusion of it's stuck, it's forever, yes. it's tough, yeah. right? To say, so for to me,
1: I, yeah, for me, I like to go into these higher spaces. Like while we're having this conversation, I don't feel in the third dimension at all. Uh, when i 'm doing my music or if i 'm singing i 'm not limited or trapped in the third dimension, and there are so many aspects of our being right now that are already not limited or trapped in the third dimension. so why not become that state of being instead why not? of instead of only the, what we know at third dimensional.
0: So and I think that's when, you know, the excuses come in, but I have this to attend to, or, but I have that. And so if right. somebody takes those butts away and right. goes, but it's limitless.
1: It is limitless. And again, um, it, it, we, we bring, we bring our today's talk full circle. Uh, how, how would you know? Uh, how would you know if am I doing it right now that I, if, if I am, actually participating in it how do I navigate it how do I do all of these things well don't worry like anything else these are learnable things all of these things are learnable things we all have these fundamental capabilities right right but like you said like having a
0: support system whether it be an Akashic practitioner or some other kind of outlet um, because when it hits you and the reality of it you know of of the dynamic And how it's going to play out and what you're going to do with it. Um, And definitely having some outside guidance is helpful.
1: Well, it's not, it's not even outside guidance. It's just another facet of you. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? My it talking is. to you, my talking to you, is you talking to me, is me talking to me, is, you know, we're, we're, we're facets of each other, we we're are. facets of each other,
0: we are, so, we are so, I think what I was trying to hit on though is it's hard <laughs> to separate the ego when you're in the thick of it at the moment, yeah. so it's, it's nice to have, I mean, I, you saw me, you know, I think I went on a solo camping trip after <laughs> dealing with soulmate stuff and went yeah. straight into Dark Night of the Soul can not get that's out of right. bed. You're like, that's
1: get right. some Kleenex and, get some and water, you know, put it by your it's bed. It's best not to be isolated. In. It's best not to be isolated for too, too, too long because uh, you can end up, you can end up diving deep and end up realizing the rabbit hole you've gone down into was ego and not spirit. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's why it's very, very important to, you know, check in, check in on your loved ones, check in, you know, regularly with them. And, um, and, you know, just as you would ask yourself, am I going down a rabbit hole I don't want to go down? Uh, be ready to ask them if they're doing that too. And if they say, yeah, I think I might be, then thank God. Thank God you're there to help them. Right. Help, help, help pull them back out and see the sun again. Because, um, because we, are all, we are all interconnected, even though we're feeling um, very limited right now. We're feeling very, very third dimensional tested right now. Well, I think that's why the third dimensional uh, things like the
0: physical new year, you know, January 1st, I'll just take that for example. It seemed more important to me this year than any other one I could remember in a long time, Mm -hmm. because it is such a third dimensional shift. You know, we're really incorporating the spirit with the third dimensional aspects of us. And it was just really important to have that and hone in on the energies that surround january too you know um energetically and planetarily and all that um so it's um it just seemed like it was so much more powerful um to to mark things mark a a new mark a new uh, task or routine or um things like that
1: myself included myself included i spoke to i spoke to a few people that said i normally you know fall asleep long before midnight but this time I'm staying awake because I really want to make sure 2020 goes (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) like I want to say later
0: days (laughs) 2020
1: I want to see the back of it I want to see the back of it toodaloo (laughs)
0: Toodaloo. (laughs) oh my goodness right yeah so
1: so really so really um Thank you so much. Thank you so much for creating this opportunity to talk about um, why being there for each other, being there for each other uh, at a spiritual level, at an energetic level, and certainly as a, at a physical level, you know, in, however we can for each other. Um, they all matter. They all matter because it's not, it's not how you name the relationship. It's the relationship. Yeah. It's not what you name it. It's what you make of it. True.
0: Very, very true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very, very true. And, and like we were talking about before, it will be a very big healing moment for people too when they start to go, oh, I can have this deep connection Mm-hmm. with this person that I'm not, is not my husband or wife, or whatever, you know, I can have this intensity and this soul growth, that's mm-hmm. going to be the benefit for the higher good.
1: Yeah, I can't involved. say, I can't say whether, whether said husband or wife will agree, but um, we,
0: well, there we go with the free will. <laughs>
1: well, there we go with the free will. But you know, again, again, that's part of the that's part of the whole navigating. So that really is part of the navigating. So any.
0: And having that respect and kindness yes. and unconditional love base. I think that's so important.
1: Yeah. So, again, um, it takes the ego desires and it asks the ego desires to um, consider things, consider things from a wider perspective, not just from its own its own central want yeah and i think that's going to be the biggest growth in humanity
0: i agree i 100% agree getting away from that mm. you know um seen a lot I just start seeing a lot less selfies (laughs) you know I mean just silly things like that um but you know just starting to realize oh well what is it I'm observing or or wanting to interact with or how I'm wanting to interact Mm -hmm. um I think is is going to really be the thing that opens the door for the healing and this will be another whole topic but I think as a collective we're going to really be facing down shame And how it's affected us, and how we it, you know, like you said, what did you say? When we were texting, I think, and you said it's like, burrs in a fur coat or something. Yeah,
1: burrs, burrs getting caught in your fur. Burrs getting caught in your fur. (laughs) But you know, the thing about shame, the thing about shame is, again, it's not central. It's not central to any one ego. No, that too is shared. It is so shared. Is is I am you, you are me i'm grappling with this i'm grappling with yours you're grappling with mine no we're all grappling with it (laughs) it's it's collective right
0: so again and it's collective yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's collective i can't speak about you know name a topic (laughs) or my experience even though you know you're not the only one it's still so shameful in in like those burrs you know
1: so you know you could you could see you could see um the, the con of it, the con of it is the fact that it's collective and it's uh-huh. cumulative, but then the pro side of it is we're all interconnected to it. So <laughs> now you can see how the con can totally be addressed by looking at the pro.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I to me, the other side of shame is honor. So mm-hmm. if we can get to a place of honoring Mm-hmm. Those crappy, ex-
1: you know, the crappy mm-hmm. times, the crappy feelings we felt. Right. So again, honor is also interconnected. Yeah. It's also interconnected. It so is. this is why, this is why the nature of the relationship, if it's coming from a spiritual place first, then I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Honor. Yeah. The releasing Impossible. of shame. And possibly a lot less selfies, I don't know. A lot <laughs> less selfies. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to say it's
0: just an age thing, but, you know, I don't think it is. I just think it's a personal preference. <laughs> so.
1: Get so much more achieved. So much and, more achieved in harmony.
0: And as an earthly part, you know, kind of amen for the interwebs. Because I think that really does connect us when we're isolated. If you're in the right groups of support, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'm having this issue. Or, hey, guess what, I just went through that. Oh, I went through that too. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know? And so just having that, like, like again, support um, is gonna be, you know, it's just gonna, I think, bring us to where we want to be in our lives, having a more harmonious existence with ease through all of the things. It's not like it's everything's gonna be the roses and the rainbows, you know? but we'll have a little bit of ease through the hard phone calls, uh, you know, the on hold with, you know, um, the IRS or whatever you're trying to get done that day, you know, but you'll just have a, a sense of, of ease or play and, and harmony knowing that this moment is passing.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, I think with, enough, with enough experience, definitely with enough experience, in this kind of growth and with these kinds of uh, cognitive aware changes of how we are engaging in our relationships, uh, putting things in perspective and viewing viewing um, the processes as well as the outcomes, we may also find ourselves redefining rainbows and redefining roses. And that may also serve as well. Redefining the energy around them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Of what equals that moment.
1: Yes. So perhaps we may find ourselves more in tune with real rainbows and real roses, as opposed to the invented versions. Maybe seeing the gray sky behind the rainbow
0: with the, yes. with the rain trickling down through the sun. Right. So yes. you have a multifaceted image mm-hmm. as opposed to just the rainbow. Mm-hmm. right, color,
1: yeah, and the all or nothing it 's either it's either the rainbow or it's not
0: oh yeah. yeah,
1: so you know it also when you have a wider perspective, when you have a wider perspective, um, the likelihood of reaching any one of the two endpoints all or nothing uh, become less likely so so I think that suddenly widens and when that happens you notice your array of choices Mm. widens accordingly and isn't that a nice and isn't that a nice space to be in more space than we've ever known more space than we've ever known more space than we've ever known yay
0: do you have any other i mean you were really thorough with the different twin flames soul twin and soulmates
1: um, and the duality of them. Do you have any questions? More questions that you feel didn't get covered?
0: Oh, I did. In meditation, and I'll just bring up that when the two souls come together and are figuring out dynamics of the relationship, mm-hmm. um, is there a sense of a portal that opens to assist them on their soul journey?
1: Okay. Um, I would not call it a portal. I wouldn't call it a portal. I would call it a channel. I could call it um, a spiritual connection. And I believe that um, with any kind of interconnectedness, there's always going to be connection. So however you are coming into the experience of interconnectedness, always is going to have the pathway by which that interconnectedness is taking place because it's already there. So I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) And I'm going to say there is something that always is there. And I'm also going to take it one step forward and open up to the idea that we can always ask for something else. We can always ask for something specific. If required, right. I mean, and and, then, and yes.
0: So, so, that too so can be there, right? A portal, or you know, like when you say connection to, like a soulmate mm-hmm. contract, even. I'm like hesitant to paradigm.
1: call it. I'm hesitant to call it a portal. Uh, I, I I could see that. I mean, and yeah. I can feel that after. Yeah, I'm hesitant to call it a portal uh, because in akashic in the akashic paradigm and in akashic training, a portal is a pathway that has pierced an opening. It's pierced an opening at source, then has pierced an opening at a destination. And oftentimes that piercing could be invasive. Depending on what source is and what destination is, there could be a draining yeah. of spiritual energy or stealing of spiritual energy. And they tend to reserve the word portal unlike sci-fi where a portal could be like a wormhole that takes you. Yeah. That takes you through the stargate. Um, Even they don't call it a portal. They call it a wormhole. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if they, if they're thinking on the same lines that I am, I have no idea, but all I can say is I would rather keep it as um, a conduit, a path of connection, um, a channel. Um, anything like that for me, um, only because the way I was trained, (laughs) the way I was trained, that's what the word portal was referring to. So, you know, it's, I associate portals with a draining of energy, a lowering of spiritual vibration. So it's a lower vibrational
0: uh, aspect. Yes. Yes. Right
1: yes yes because even if it's to something good it can still lower your vibration whereas i think what you're asking is
0: more like a like a connection
1: yeah you're we're looking more like a connection a communication possibly even a meeting space right yeah right right so i would almost i would almost want to want to lead into that feeling, into that feeling, because it's not going to be something that's going to lower your spiritual vibration or set you up for astral trapping. It's going to be something that is going to um, strengthen, uphold or enhance your spiritual vibration as opposed to detracting from it. Now, and if there is, say there is
0: some, which we know it's not going to be rainbows and, and roses, but if there is some major dissonance happening, you know, and I know with the work we do, we see this, that if there is ongoing dissonance and there's not the resonance, mm-hmm. that maybe there is something more lower, lower vibrational affecting yeah, and, that and connection. Almost anybody
1: who comes into a twin flame, I can tell you this, almost anybody who comes into a twin flame experience definitely goes through that and feels it acutely and they don't like it. Yeah they don't like it um, right. because they, re- they represent it using the terms of um, runner versus chaser. So oh. one of the twin flames is moving toward, moving toward the twin flame challenge and all of that, all that it entails. Okay. And the other one, because of the duality is yeah. trying to recede as far away from it as it can get. Wow. So, um, so again, it's just it's just more options for um, dissonance, disharmony, disagreement, distance, anything dis <laughs> um, <laughs> with the soul twin, <laughs> with the soul twin relationship. <laughs> All I can tell you is what I've seen with the soul twin relationship. Exactly the same things can happen, but they don't have to. They they just don't have to, because if the soul nature again is coming into incarnations being close to the same. If the soul wants it, the soul will will bring it together. The soul will watch it happen, and then you will watch spiritual vibration go up instead of go down.
0: And if the two in in, in soul twin um, interaction or incarnation, mm. I should say, and the two aren't in um, union, would you say there's more of a more of an understanding? then of that unconditional love respect to allow that person to do their thing. Yep. In their own Absolutely. way, because the Absolutely.
1: Soul. And, and a human being might find that that may be the only instance in their entire life existence where they could apply that and see it through. Wow. And it may never, it may never feel valid validating or be valid. Um, in any other aspect of that person's life. So again, uh, in honor to all of those clients who have had this experience, um, definitely honoring this unique portion of this kind of way of being presented of how souls can engage and interrelate with each other. It's almost like with a soul twin, if you would do it for yourself, you will do it for other people. But if you haven't been able to do it for other people, you might not be able to do it for yourself. So what what the difficulty, the the advanced difficulty of the soul twin challenge can bring is self-love. So for a soul that needs to learn self-love, a soul twin incarnation really has the capacity to make that possible.
0: Hmm. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So So, souls are so um, very interesting.
1: (laughs) We are. We're we're very, very interesting, and um, and yeah. Again, I think I think it's true. If you can do it for yourself, you will be able to do it for others. I think it's. I think that's so because it's gonna gonna come naturally. Right, but but you know, don't try to do it for others first. I, I think. The nature, of, the nature of the lesson is to teach all of us to learn either by observation or by example uh, or by direct experience that one needs to do it in oneself first. And I think the harmonizing, the harmonizing that comes between two incarnations of a soul twin pair, that will happen. The harmonizing will happen. When the self-love is there, when the self-love is there, then the need to control or assert what the other is doing, just, it just falls away. It just falls away because when you're in harmony, it's not, going, it's not going to show itself as a squeaky wheel that needs a grease. It'll be in harmony. And when things are in harmony, things can be. With no drop in vibration. So, harmonizing is mm-hmm. a soul twin experience towards the spiritual knowing of unconditional love as self love. Hmm.
0: And what a good yes. space to be and, in.
1: And yes, this is applicable with every human being. Even if your soul has never met that other soul before. It's, it's what it's all for. That's why we're here. That's why we're that, here. That's why we're here. It's what it's all for.
0: That connection, that space. Um... Now, if somebody has met, doesn't say somebody doesn't have soul twin in a lifetime, um, can they call in another soulmate that's not at contractual level? I guess that kind of goes along with that meeting somebody that's stranger and having that, hey, I want to move forward with you.
1: Yeah, that's all it is. Just same thing? Mm-hmm. Same thing.
0: That feels, and that brings so true. I mean, and that's it, that, well,
1: and that's well within your own choice. That's yeah. That's up to you. Well within your own choice. Well wants to
0: experience. To
1: but then you also make it happen. Right. But then you also make it happen. Right. It doesn't, you know, it's not going to, you know, the universe always waits for you to make that first step. Right. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right. Well, cause we're only, we're the only ones who could take it in this dimension. Yep. Right. So yep. in the physical body, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the That's physical exactly being. Right. But I think that is all the questions around. I, I mean, we could go on and on, but yeah. then it would be other topics. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we can do that later.
0: We could do that at another time. Yes. But, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Anj, for.
1: Thank you, Carrie.
0: Your time and being here.
1: You're welcome. And thanks for, thanks for bringing up very, very valid relevant and important questions that so many so many of us are are ready to finally face and seek answers to so i think that's that's it's fabulous doing this for the world so thanks i think we're ready on on setting up these podcasts Yep. And setting up these podcasts is the right thing to do.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and Anjali, as we discussed the differences between soulmates, soul twins and twin flames. I hope it was informative and gave you some clarity on the differences and also Um, give you a little bit of grace with yourself and others that you get to have these relationships and interactions with if you would like to reach out to Anjali you can reach her at quintessencestudio.com she also has a Facebook group quintessence studio I would highly recommend her as teacher uh, mentor she has such a personable um, style And the fact that she is constantly um, holding space for the infinite possibilities and constantly learning herself um, really makes her an amazing teacher. If you are loving the Infinite Dance Podcast and you would like to support, um, there is a support button on the homepage. And you're welcome to make a donation. It helps to keep the podcast going. Um, if that option doesn't work for you, I also have Venmo. So you can do uh, Venmo at carrie-arata. That's C-A-R-R-I um, will have all of this information in the links so you can check it all out. If you'd like a personal reading with me, you can reach me at ancientbodyworks.co. I also have a Facebook group called The Infinite Dance. It is a private group, Um, but uh, if you'd like to join, I'd love to have you go ahead and send me a request. Every Wednesday morning, I host an Akashic Guided Meditation at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So lots of ways to keep... grounding and ease in your days. And keep continuing to ask all the questions, peeling back all the layers, and continue to ask each other and yourselves, may I have this stance.